My name is Alexandra Hackett. I am a freshman studying law and society at Purdue University, and today's pressing topic is rehabilitation against recidivism. The U.S. prison system has been a hot topic in debates when talking about American policy. Conversations have evolved around racial bias, living conditions, solitary confinement, and reincarceration. There's been a continuous loop of offenders entering and exiting prison repeatedly. This repetitive process is called recidivism. Oxford Languages defines recidivism as the tendency of a convicted criminal to reoffend. The tendency of a convicted criminal to be reincarcerated is extremely high. Peter R. Dolan, criminologist, wrote about this in Behind Bars 2, Substance Abuse and America's Prison Population. He states, within five years of release, about three quarters of 76.6% of released prisoners were re-arrested. These alarmingly high numbers are indicative of how the U.S. prison system is highly dysfunctional. It is important to look at the amount of recidivism. This is because recidivism is a measure of success within the criminal justice system. That being said, these high numbers would cause people who have looked into this issue to question the effectiveness of the U.S. federal and state criminal justice systems. This vicious cycle of recidivism has been tied to the ineffectiveness of in-prison rehabilitation. Rehabilitation programs are supposed to help inmates change their habits and be successful when leaving prison. These programs that are currently in place are letting down both inmates and the communities of the United States. It is imperative that we implement programs that will actually be of benefit to inmates. An example of a program that could serve a great benefit to the prison community is substance abuse rehabilitation. Effective substance abuse rehabilitation is an imperative program to be included within prison. While many programs do currently exist, there is little participation and minimal results that live on past the person's sentence. Getting easily accessible and functional rehabilitation is extremely important to help in rehabilitating people charged with substance-related incidents. Dolan explains, 37% of federal, state, and local prison and jail inmates in 2006 were serving time for committing a violent crime as their controlling offense. Of these inmates, 77.5% were substance involved. This is clear that we should be implementing this sort of rehabilitation in the prison system. If so much violence, crime, and so many convicted criminals are seen struggling with substance abuse, then we should definitely be implementing programs to help them with this in the prisons. This type of rehabilitation should be easily accessible in prison for the simple reason that there is a great need for it. From the statistics that Peter R. Dolan shared, roughly 28% of federal, state, and local and prison and jail inmates had committed violent crimes concerning alcohol abuse. The criminal justice system should be looking at substance abuse as a medical problem and finding ways to prevent it. This consistent problem that many, many, many inmates are met with 
should be addressed within the prison system. If so many people are struggling with this and so many people are committing violent crimes because of this problem, it should be addressed. And addiction is a medical problem. It is not just a means to an end. It is not just somebody drank too much so they convicted a violent crime. They are convicted of a violent crime. Substance abuse is an addiction. If people are not learning to cope with these addictions and learning to get off of these substances, then how are they ever going to reform? How are they ever going to change? When they leave prison, what would help them to not get reconvicted? If they are still addicted to these different substances, then they are just as likely to go back out into the world and be convicted of a violent crime again, especially if it is tied to these addictive substances. Getting the proper help is imperative to the rehabilitation and future success of incarcerated persons. The goal of this rehabilitation would be to help these inmates grow out of bad habits and into being productive members of society. There can be improved programs to address substance abuse, behavioral issues, etc. With the right help, these people would have the chance to leave prison changed and less likely to reoffend. The problem of little involvement with these programs also needs to be addressed. The attendance on any of these programs that are currently in place are super, is super low. These programs should be seen as imperative for any. There could even be conditions where you need to be involved in these programs as a condition of your release. By making these programs mandatory or encouraging attendance of these programs, more inmates could reap the benefits. Making effective rehabilitation a priority within the criminal justice system could greatly re reduce the amount of recidivism that the United States is facing today. There's little funding or initiative going into the necessary treatment of inmates. Criminologist Joanne Petersilia explains her perspective on this issue while serving on California's expert panel on rehabilitation in 2007. She says, when I was co-chair of California's expert panel on rehabilitation, the year 2007, the panel found that California spent less than $3,000 per year per inmate on rehabilitative programs and that 50% of all prisoners released the year before had not participated in a single program, not one single program. Her experience alone shows that the lack of involvement and funding for inmates is indicative of negligence towards the prison community. Our government as a whole is looking over this group of people. They're looking over how to help them. When in reality, helping these people would reduce crime, reduce recidivism, and overall public funding eventually. Peter Sylvia also explains the minimal funding that there is for these existing programs. It is so important that we put more funding into these programs so that they become effective and so that they can eventually help the people who are in need. It is important to look further into this and better the programs that are currently in place. Peter Sylvia explains, Rehabilitation programs reduce recidivism if they incorporate proven principles and are targeted to specific offenders. Research demonstrates that offenders who earn a high school equivalency diploma while behind bars are more likely to get jobs after release. Getting a job after incarceration 
actually helps keep previously incarcerated persons out of prison. These rehabilitative programs have the power to turn people's lives around. Not only that, but also greatly reduce recidivism as a whole. By increasing funding to remodel prison rehabilitation, the country could save money in the future. Investing in rehabilitation will decrease the amount of recidivism, thus reducing the amount of people in prison overall. This will, in turn, decrease public spending on the prison system over time. Repeat offenders commit a disproportionate share of crime. Any program that reduces the propensity of offenders to recidivate is likely to, to generate significant benefits for society. These programs can be extremely significant to, reduce, to reducing recidivism as well as crime overall. Communities could greatly benefit by investing in prison rehabilitation. It would decrease crime, raise property rates, etc. Implementing rehabilitation, effective rehabilitation programs into prisons would create a domino effect that could be extremely beneficial. We need to look at our prison population and see how they're and basis for a lot of our society. Crime rates, them entering and exiting the system at an alarming rate, it would be extremely beneficial to every aspect of our society if we put more funding into creating effective rehabilitation programs within the prison system. Thank you.